Last time on the Work Wife Balance podcast, it all kicked off. Because I'm from Wakefield. I know. And that's my roots. But then I met this one and I poshed up a bit. Oh, that's nice. When I was cutting the cathedral candle, I forgot to move my thumb. She's bought wax to make new candles, but then she's also got injured along the way. So you've cut my hair with the same <laughs> shaver as you have used on the rabbit's backside. How do you plead? Right, get on with it. Aya. That's what we used to say. That's what your mum says, isn't it? What my mum and dad used to say. Aya, love. Aya. You all right? Yari. Yeah. This is the second episode of Work-Wife Balance. You're the wife, I'm the work. That's our new thing. <laughs> and you're trying to balance me with all of your things. It's very difficult. I'm difficult. The whole situation's difficult. <laughs> I mean, lockdown, well, working, you, working together. Bailey. <laughs> I like the fact that when we do work together at least sometimes that you're on the other side of the building like you'll be working but sort of like 100 meters away from me this is the weirdest thing chris and i work together Mm. uh, in broadcasting darling Mm. yes darling uh chris works in radio i work in telly and sometimes we come together oh too much information oh right (laughs) in the building in london we sometimes work together and the funniest thing is i'll kind of be sat right across from you mm. in the far corner in the basement by the way yeah i know That's we're both pretty, in the basement both in the basement where we're we should a long be. way how many levels are Do you there you know what's really funny is that when on the third floor there's a sign that says welcome to level three and i just think well we're never going to get up here well there's like 11 levels to we're, go, stuck so on, we're stuck, we're stuck on in minus the basement. one no yeah so we'll i'll see chris and i'll wave to you and then we have these midnight rendezvous in the canteen clandestine meetings in the canteen i'm like, I'm like I email, i'm going meet you in the canteen at 12 and I buy you a chocolate bar. If I'm lucky. If you And a chocolate <laughs> should be, milk. Should be so lucky. Exactly. <laughs> and then we crack on with our day. But it's nice to not have to do something in a kind of official work capacity. I'm really enjoying it. It's because you're wearing your dressing gown. That's why it's liberating. <laughs> you can't normally <laughs> do that. literally sat in the living room with my dressing gown on with a beverage in hand. <laughs> a beverage? A beverage in hand. Is it an alcoholic beverage? Who knows? I do, and yes, it is. <laughs> is that the gin? The gin's here. You haven't got your pants on. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Go and get in. the gin. Yay! The gin's here! <laughs> Amazon delivery! <laughs> Hello? Oh, that's Chris. He's got no pants on. This is the Wife Balance Podcast with my daughter Lee and our Chris. So, episode two, um, we mentioned this last time. By the way, you should download episode one. It's mega lols. We thought we'd talk a little bit about the north-south divide that exists Mm. in our marriage because (laughs) it's quite... I want to say unusual, but it's definitely been a part of your career. You've struggled with this a lot more than me in your life. If you have a a northern accent Mm. in London, you're exotic. (laughs) (laughs) What attracted me to you in the first place? (laughs) Look at this rare species. You don't come across many northerners in London, do you? No. And when I first started my first ever job in broadcasting, I really struggled actually with my accent. I was proper northern, like really you've heard my dad. Um We have heard your dad. And um the radio station that I started out was based in the Midlands and they just didn't seem to like the northern accent. Mm. It wasn't regional, it wasn't local, and I really tried hard to change my accent. 
Um, you had elocution lessons though. Like yeah. you, you were taught to yeah, speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like- I basically said to my boss, "Look, I would, lo- I would love to read anything." My boss said, "With your accent, uh, I'm not surely. I don't think that's going to happen." Now you were really upset then. Went to the toilet and cried. And then came back and said, right, what can I do to get on the radio? So I had three elocution lessons. Uh, What was it like having an elocution lesson? Because I've never had one. Bizarre. You know, the how now brown cow. Oh, you did that? And you put the pencil, you wrap your tongue around the pencil and you say your vowels. Because apparently northerners can't really say their vowels properly. And you had three lessons? Three lessons. And it was with a really old school tutor. I was basically being told to change. Posh up. To posh up, yeah. So you had these lessons and then you did go on to read some travel or news or sport or whatever you did. But then when you're reading that, isn't it hurting your brain? It is so bizarre because in your mind, you're basically going against everything that you've ever learned from listening to your mum and dad growing up to being taught at school. So it was really, really tough, to be honest. And at one point... I almost sounded like Maura Stewart from Radio 2. I poshed up that much. But then after a while, you kind of listen to the presenters that you like. You know, Joe Wiley, Sarah Cox. It kind of falls into place. Are we allowed to use some of your early audio? Really? I don't know. It's up to you. Well, you might as well. Go on then. News updated by Lee Milner. The Deputy Prime Minister, Nick Clegg, has managed to avoid placard-waving protesters in Hull. Many were angry at the scale of council spending cuts. Mr Clegg was at Alexandra Dock to hear about plans to create a factory building offshore wind turbines. The Syrian ambassador's invitation to the royal wedding has been withdrawn because of the violent crackdown on anti-government protesters by Syrian security forces. The Foreign Office says the decision has the backing of Buckingham Palace. So you don't sound like that anymore. Was that post-elocution lessons then? Yes. So I just had my elocution lessons. What's going through my head? I'm trying my hardest not to sound like me. Like you, your original yes. voice, I see. But isn't that hard? Every word you must be... Stru- it's you're must- thinking about how you sound over the words that you're actually reading. But how can you actually read the words then? Well, hence why I stumbled all, the, all over <laughs> see, the place. And it took me eight years to get into television. <laughs> but now you're on telly, though, as well, obviously being married to you. I yeah. noticed that you always get it right, except for certain words like the weather forecast. Yes. Well, I'll get to the end. I've done so well. You go, oh, I've done it all the way through, talking like it. And you I know. say, let's get the weather forecast with Elizabeth Rizzini. And I'm like, oh, you almost oh, did it. All the way. But no, in all fairness now, I genuinely, genuinely don't think about how I talk. I think it's just years and years of practice mm. and living with you, you know. Do I help with the... Well, yeah, because you are ultra Well, posh. I speak like, I grew up speaking like this. So Where did me- you grow up? Morden. That's not necessarily... I went to school in Wimbledon, though, darling. Oh, darling. Wimbledon. No. Near the Tarquin. tennis. Tarquin. Yeah, well. <laughs> SW1, don't you know? Basically, now I'm a posho like you, but when we go back to mum and dad's, so or I've had a few of these, it kind of comes out. And that's why sometimes through the podcast, you'll sometimes hear me say podcast or podcast. Podcast, yeah. Shall we hear from Gary Milner as an interjection? Go You're- on then, G-Dog. <laughs> This is the Gary Milner Show. I'll tell you what I want to talk about. You've talked about your north-south. I want to talk about the fact that your parents can't spell my surname. This really bugs you, And now it? it's your surname. I know. It well, is a sort weird of, name, sort of, though, right. isn't it? Okay, so... <laughs> God, he's getting all ready for it. I've written some serious notes on oh, this. Oh, wow. How long have we been together? Five years? About five years, yeah. Right. How long have we been married? 
About a year. To why are you pausing so long? <laughs> it feels like a long it's time like, since long? lockdown. Three lockdowns. Five, <laughs> we've been married for five years. No, we've been, so we've been married for a year. Yeah. Okay. Up until our wedding day, four years. Yeah. Your parents called me the wrong surname. Well, I called you the wrong surname when I first met you. Yeah, but then you learnt, whereas they haven't learnt, and I've told them so many times. Wow. Okay, so it's Barrow. Now, okay, it's a weird name. B-E-R-R-O-W. Yeah. They'll call me Barrows with the X. <laughs> my nan does. Your my nan still calls me My nan me still calls you Barrows. <laughs> Nana Milner. It's an easy mistake to make, though. I mean, I said, yeah, but, I said but, Chris Barrows. Actually, do you know what? I have got the original radio clip of when you introduced me for the first time and you get my name wrong. Do you want to hear it? Go on, then. Okay. You'll have a good one. And hopefully, you'll have Chris Barrows in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it's more than a hope. I'm certainly here. Chris Barrows, very nice. She ended up marrying me. There we go. <laughs> so that has carried on with your parents. They still don't know my surname. Our, our surname. Well, because now we're Milner Dash Barrow. So we're Do you one think of that's people. weird that we um, took both of our names and double barreled it? Is it weird? Uh, I think more couples are doing it nowadays. Aren't I think they? a lot more people are doing it. What I what I truly wanted to do was combine our surnames into like. A, a, oh my god! Please tell people what we thought. We spent a, right. We spent ages, and I mean. This is what I could have been called. Mero. Mero. <laughs> Mero. Is it me you're looking for? <laughs> no, we we looked at combining our surnames into one sort of half and half, and we just could not find a good combination of Milner. Yeah, but and I Barrow. don't know why you just didn't take Milner. It's much better than Barrow. And that is a bad surname. So why did we take it then? Well, we both got it. We both struggled. Oh, so that so you'll make it hard for both of us then? Yeah. Instead of just taking Milner. Well, I okay. So this is my logic. I don't think that one person should have to take the other person's name in my personal but view. But what happens if someone's got a really horrible second name like you? L- like me, then yes, You've I know. You've both got I... to share the pain. Yes. All oh, right, that's nice. That's being married. <laughs> Actually, this is the best thing. What was your mum going to call you when you were born? Will. And what's your second name? Barrow. Say it, say it together. No, I don't want to. Will Barrow. Will Barrow. <laughs> yeah. No the, no, the truth is I was actually called that for six weeks. Oh, my goodness. I was called Wheelbarrow. My cousin came around and went, oh, little Wheelbarrow. And they went, "Wow, better change that. And then they did. I want to know if combining your name, having the double-barrelled name, is either really rare or becoming more common now. Are people sharing their names? Or even are they mixing it into one? Or not taking them at all? Rishi Sunak's wife didn't take his surname. Yeah. On air, I'm still known as Lee Milner. And I'm still Chris Barrow, yeah. But on all our bills, Milner Well, you wouldn't know because I deal with all the bills. Yeah, I know. But that is what we are on all the bills, yeah. So let us know. What did you decide Mm. when you got married? Or if you're thinking of getting married... Yeah, what are you going to do? What what are you going to do? Are you going to combine it? Are you going to make it into like a super name like Mero? (laughs) Yeah, maybe a better one than that. That was so bad. Or maybe you're not going to take the other person's name. Look, get in touch. Gaza, what is it? Sends an email. Workwifebalancepod at gmail.com. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, We explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. 
Gary Milner there, working overtime. Absolute ledge. One more thing to talk about on this episode of Work-Wife Balance. This came up today, actually, when we were watching that programme that you like. First Dates, what's it called? Oh, I love Dates. I love First Dates. It- but I like the celebrity one better. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Celebrity Dating Agency. That's the one. That's I love what all called. the reality shows. So in Celebrity Dating Agency, they're on a date, and one of the celebrities goes, well, what star sign are you? And he goes, I'm Libra. And she goes, oh, well, don't get on well with Libras. You got offended by that, didn't you? You got offended by that. I just cannot. Why do you get offended by that? If I was on a date with someone, if we was on our our first date, (laughs) if we were on our first date and you said to me, what star sign are you? I swear on this, I would have walked straight out. What's so wrong with it? I'm just being curious. But it doesn't mean anything. Well, actually, you're wrong. Let's have a look. You're going to look at Austin. Yeah. Okay, I'm Sagittarius. Well, no, I'm not. I'm the new weird one. I'm the. It's got a really weird name. I don't be like that. That's even more irritating. Going, oh, I'm the new one. They go, what star star sign are you? I go, well, I'm actually Ophiuchus. Ophiuchus. Right. We'll go with Sagittarius, mate. Oh, right, okay. right. So apparently, Sagittarius, you are open-minded. Mm. Um. <laughs> oh, apparently. Apparently, you wander around the world in search of the meaning of life. <laughs> Does it also say great broadcaster on there? No, nothing about oh, that. Say, no, he certainly what, wanders around you? doing naffle. You're cancer, aren't you? Oh, wait, you're extrovert as well and well, optimistic. He says you're a crab. Yeah, I am a crab. I've got a hard shell and I'm soft on the inside. No, it says here, according to the internet, so it must be true, you're loyal, yeah. protective, mm. moody... Oh. And vindictive. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've changed my mind. I do believe you in this. this. I do believe in star signs now, yeah. yeah. Do you know you share your star sign with Nicki Minaj, <laughs> Taylor Swift and Brad Pitt? Says it all, doesn't it, really? So why do you not like this? Because it's all a load of balls. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Come on, you cannot tell me that... People who read horoscopes genuinely think that because Jupiter is concurrent with Mars in the in the North Hemisphere... I tell you what, a lot of people make a lot of money out of doing that. Yeah, but it's being written by some randomer. They're not genuinely looking at the sky and going, well, the moon is in the seventh house, so therefore you're going to win the lottery today. It's never anything specific as well. It's always a new opportunity will come your way. It's like that could be anything. That who could be like the, a buy one, get one free deal in the supermarket. Who was the geezer that uh, made loads of money out of this and he used to be the main like guy and used to write into him? Russell Grant, that's his name. People would write He's on Strictly him. Come Dancing. Was he? Yeah, for a little while. Yeah, wow. people used to write into him in a certain tabloid. You should just kind of go to that yeah. section and say right. what okay. your next few weeks are going to be right. like. Right, so you've exactly proved my point here. Why does Russell Grant know that you're going to have a good day or a bad day based on your star sign? Because it's also, magic. No, but the star signs are so arbitrary. They don't mean anything. At the end of the day, people enjoy it, Chris. So just no, like... I don't think fun should be allowed. <laughs> I mean, I think I am cancer because I have a hard shell, but I'm soft and gooey inside. What, the crab? Yeah. I think it's just because you like eating seafood. Yeah. (laughs) This podcast is the best part of the day. Hi, everyone. Sorry to interrupt your regular podcast experience. Uh, It's Chris here. So after we recorded this episode, I was intrigued to dig through Lee's archive of recordings. Um, I shouldn't have really done it, but I found some amazing stuff in here. The first one I've got to play you is when she was sent out on an extremely important mission. You've probably heard the joke, why did the elephant cross the road? Well, this is no joke. Instead of an elephant, it's a monkey. 
Yes, a monkey. Well, that's what PC French saw whilst on his way to Laos, and I've driven all the way here to the exact location to investigate. So let's see if we can spot this monkey. Okay, so I'm just looking through the bushes right now. I've got to keep my voice down. It's a bit really quiet, just in case I can spot it. Well, I'm not gonna spot it with that massive tractor going past though. Ow! And nettles. Ah, uh, but no monkey and no banana skins. I love at the beginning of that report, she says, we all know the joke about the elephant crossing the road. I don't know the joke. <laughs> Have I missed something? What's the punchline? I had to Google it. The only one I could find online is apparently the elephant was handcuffed to the chicken. Anyway, uh, the other report, I, I've got to play you a bit of this. Um, Lee was sent out to talk about a book uh, which people were obsessed with a little while ago. Something to do with shades of grey. I think there were 50 of them. Now, I've just been flicking through some of the pages of the book and I've got to say, it's rather saucy, to say the least. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> but I think that's why everybody's loving it. It's, it's kind of, because it's gained momentum as well, it's given everybody a bit of permission to read erotic fiction, I think, and I think we'll see a lot of sales in other erotic genres from the back of it as well. So, well, I'm going to ask the question. Everybody wants to know, is it soft porn for women? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Without absolutely. a doubt. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Well, she asked the key question there, to be fair. You can see where her journalistic instincts were born. Anyway, sorry, I'll hand it back over to us in the podcast recording. And uh, sorry, Lee, for digging through your old recordings. <laughs> I'm going to get in so much trouble. That is episode two. I mean... That's a wrap. How did you find it? Yeah. I mean, there's so much to talk about, though. It's like it's really hard to kind of windle down. Because what happens windle. is... Windle? Yeah. It, you know, Not whittle. Windle. <laughs> <laughs> Windling down those topics. Windling. But, you know, you end up talking about one topic, but then the problem with me is that I go on, like, several topics, and then you have to rein me in. We need, like, a sort of Lee's going off on a tangent type jingle, Like a jingle. Or like a, or like a horn. Yeah. Get your dad to do that. Oh my God. <laughs> Honk. You talk a load of crap sometimes, Lee. We'd love to hear from you as well. We've, mm -hmm. We're on Instagram at the moment and Twitter. So if you've got any questions about marriage, life, work, Bailey sh ass, like anything that you want to ask us, just get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Do you want some questions quickly? Oh, yeah, go on then. Mark's asked a question. He says, what's your favourite non-alcoholic drink? Think of that. I've got a little coffee machine thing and I'm always having the little espresso-y, you know, like the double shots mm. and it makes me a bit hyper. I don't like coffee though. No, it makes you go really funny, doesn't yeah. it? I'd like to do an coffee. episode where you've had coffee just before No, and then it'd throughout it, you go, Ooh, it'd be like funny. It'd be like the podcast on speed. It'd be horrendous. I like, um, <laughs> I like, um, I don't know what I like really. Non-alcoholic, you're like, I'm not bothered. <laughs> She's not an alcoholic, I'm not bothered. I like a smoothie from time to time, just so I can trick myself into feeling, like, healthy. Any other questions? Yep, there's one here from Steve. Steve says, how do you make time for each other when you're always working? Yeah, we do always work, actually, all the time. It helps when you work together. Does it, it really would you say... It's not quality time, though, is it? Although this is, I like this, but it's like working together is a bit like... Oof. Yeah. It's like work, isn't it, you know? I mean, you normally take the weekends off... Yeah, I keep when you're off, 
I move because easy for me. So basically, I'm a staff member at my work, and Chris is a freelancer. Yeah. So you, I swap my days so that we're suit free yeah. to suit you. Yeah. So we normally have the weekends together when yeah. we're not recording the podcast, <laughs> but during the week, yeah, we we are pretty busy. Yeah. I would say so. I think also you've got to plan stuff that you like doing together. Like the other day, we said we went out for a run together. Mm. It's nice to actually do that rather than go separately. It's hard though in lockdown, isn't it? Because you can't go to the cinema or anything. It's been bloody hard, hasn't it? <sighs> Literally your face every day. I know. You have to wake up looking at it and then you have to go to bed looking at it as well. Sometimes it's nice when you've got a late shift and I'm just here on my own with Bailey. I can like, you know, have a proper girls night, bottle of wine, movie... Until June the 21st, where we can actually see people. And I'd have to take so many late shifts so you can have a day off. <laughs> <laughs> right, that truly is it. All right, then. There's only one thing for it. Gary, take it away. Don't forget, you can subscribe on Twitter, Insta, and send us an email. Workwifebalancepod at gmail.com. You silly sod.